Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. All right, okay. this is another episode of Inside the Closet. Yes. Um, we're here, Mateo Lane, Emma Willman, and today we have a very special guest, oh. Nuestra Amiga Española. Hola. Car- Carmen, L- but your name, Carmen Lynch, but your dad is, all right, who, I have so many questions about and you. And also comedian, yeah. comedian, actress, one of the best comics in New York. One oh, of the best, one you. of the best joke writers as well. I mean, great comics too, but like very good joke writing skills are not so easy to come by sometimes. Uh, yes, stop. And That's great, very kind. And what? great on cruises. Oh, fun! Yes, but you got jokers on a cruise. Be yeah, practical jokers. That seems like it would be fun. Yeah, Mateo and I did really a cruise. But I mean, was... we hung out the whole time. It was you, me, and Jessica. Yeah. But I'm never gonna do a cruise again. Really? No, I don't like. I don't like oh. being confined on a boat. The food. The I don't. What like if any. they yeah. paid you a ton of? What if they paid you like amazing money? Yeah, of course I would say yes. Yeah. I mean, there's no question. I would agree right. immediately. Right. They're good like twice a year, I think. You yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, it can be fun, but like, twelve days on a boat and. Have you done a cruise like that, Carmen? No, I did a Latino cruise um, when I first started stand-up. It was Paul Rodriguez and the Latinas of comedy, mm. but it was three days, so, you That's know. quick and easy. How much yeah. time were you supposed to do on each one? 20 minutes. Great. It was only two shows. It was my first standing ovation, ah. which I thought, I was like, oh, I'm so new, and I got a standing ovation, and then it never happened again. <laughs> Maybe once. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this career is really going well. I got a standing ovation <laughs> once in my life. That's it. Uh-huh. It was, oh no, it's, twice. No, I've twice. seen you get, I've seen you get two. You did? Where? Unless I was there both times. One time in P-Town and then one time on the gay cruise that we did. Oh, that's right. P-Town. Okay, three. Isn't that before <laughs> <I> heard- though? <laughs> what? I, didn't you get one? We, so Mateo and I did a gay cruise and he, his show was, I, his show was one night. It was amazing packed i'm pretty sure they gave him a standing ovation at that i thought that they did i don't think i got a standing over that one i don't that's think at so. the end where they all stand up <laughs> i got a lot of them i got were it they in ex- were they exiting or were they standing yeah. up for you that's where they running. stand up and walk out where they, they were and they spit at running. you running they were screaming to get the fuck out of there they stood up at the end and clapped that's a standing ovation right in p-town they did that no, was a on great the cruise, they did you know what the coolest thing about the impractical jokers cruise was Mateo singing I bet. on stage oh. in front of the entire boat. I did sing. I asked Joey Fatone's girlfriend for her hat. Was Joey Fatone there? Joey Fatone was there. Doing I what? I've now hung out with Joey and Lance. Um, I he was just there hanging out with the impractical jokers and it was really windy and my hair was super curly and super messy and i'm a control freak so i asked his girlfriend for her hat yes and then i sang and i and joey was my backup singer really yes you heard it was crazy everyone was like this what i think it's on youtube amazed yeah the cruise we did the night that my show was was the same night as the leather daddy party so everyone on my night was at the leather daddy party so it was me and like five gay guys and i was like to be fair there was about a hundred people at emma's show but it seats about 600 yeah it was brutal carmen you have a hundred people at a club that's great but like in this massive theater on a boat it w- and they weren't sitting together. So they were sporadic. It was Emma. Emma the, I do feel for you, Emma, because I remember how pissed you were when you got off stage, which I completely understand. And I feel like I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I don't. I, would, I think I had just because I'd been at his the night before. So like, whoa. And then I was then I was like, oh, this is rough. But it is what it is. It's all good. Cruises are so hard, though, because you want to jump off the boat when it doesn't go what, the way you planned. Exactly. I don't want to see them at breakfast. Yeah, Yeah, it's the worst. That's why that room on the Jokers, we had our own little comedy green room. That's nice. And we just stayed in there and we hid from real people. It was like me and Yamanika in Fortnite, just hiding in a bush. Um, (laughs) I have tons of questions. So Carmen Lynch, okay. You fascinate me because you know I love language and you know I love just, I just am obsessed with language, et cetera. So you are a 
you are also a Spanish citizen, right? Like you're American. No, I wish. No, Mm. I couldn't be. I asked the um, consulate and there's like a certain window where you can and then it stops and then you can again. Mm. And I'm in that window where you can't. So my nieces are dual and my mother's dual. But my sister and I got stuck in this weird window of you suck, you can't. Even though you were, where were you born? In America, in California. Yeah. So your mother's Spanish and your father's just American. Yeah. And you just, yeah. And, and how, and you've lived in, your family's from Barcelona, right? Or that region? Well, they, no, well, my family lives in Barcelona now, but I grew up in Madrid. Mm. And oh my God, in, that's right. In Rota, which is um, the base, the military base near Sevilla. Yes, I'd never been to Sevilla. I just was at the train station. And you were okay, on the military that's... base? That's where you grew up? No, we grew up on um, homes that were on, well, homes that were on the base. But in Madrid, we actually grew up in the city. And in Madrid, we had actual city life, which was fun because I went to the American School of Madrid, which is actually the school that Liz went to at the cellar. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's That's crazy. What a small world. I know it's weird, but, um, so we would go, we would wait for the school bus to go to the American school of Madrid and the bus would stop right in the middle of the heart of Madrid. I mean, couldn't be more Spanish and I'd be wearing like a Halloween costume, you know, and Spanish kids would be like waiting in their little private, you know, uniforms. And they'd look at me like, why is she a cat today? You know, like they just didn't do that stuff back then. They love American holidays now, but not you know how much time did you i'm sorry i'm doing this like i'm very fascinated by this so emma and carmen please forgive no, me i love a t- i love question. a timeline i love a timeline of someone because it helps <laughs> contextualize I, I love a timeline so how what was your life growing up in spain how long did you grow up in spain and then what was your time spent in america like what and then like i guess how often you also go back so i grew up in i was in america until age 3 and then we moved to spain cuz my dad was stationed in in Spain for five years. What role and was he in the army? He was in the Navy. Navy. Ooh. Some logis- logistics stuff that I oh. don't understand. He's smart. And, and, and still don't understand. Yeah. Right. Like some people are like, he's in the CIA. And I'm like, I don't think, I don't think he is. Um, but then when I was eight, we moved back to the States. So from three to eight, I was mostly speaking Spanish um, in school and to my mother. That's how I became fluent. I don't think you can really become fluent un- unless you're speaking it all the time, right. as yeah. you know, Mateo. Yeah, you have to speak it all the time. I, now, when you... So here's my question for you now. So when you speak to your mother and your sisters, do you speak Spanish or English? To my mother, I always speak in Spanish until my father looks so bored <laughs> that I'm like, I'm sorry, but it just comes out, you know? Right. And then um, to my sister in English, usually. Yeah. And then I, I, I think, so here's my question. Growing up in America, because when you think of Spanish, we usually think of Latinx, right? We think yeah. of Central South American, Mexican, Honduras, Colombia, Ecuador, Chile. And I'm not, me growing up in Chicago, most of my friends were either Puerto Rican or Ecuadorian or Mexican. So I, I wasn't ever around people from actual Spain. Mm. So someone who's from Spain, you speak Spanish. Do you feel a part of the Latinx community or do you feel like adjacent? Or what's like your relationship as a Spanish person with, with Latinx America? Well, I never knew any Latinos until I moved to New York. Really? Like my, my neighborhood and my school was public school, but I mean, there were some, but it was really just white and black. I don't, I can't think of any Latino friends Hmm. that I had. Um, and then I moved to New York and I was like, you know, there's a lot of Latinos here and, uh, but nobody ever in general, no one ever thinks I'm Spanish. I mean, I'm six feet tall. I don't look, I look like my father. My sister looks Spanish. She's Hmm. got the you know, the curves and, um, she looks like my mom. Right. And my she's bro- shorter. So my brother, I look just Italian. My sister looks a mix between Italian and Irish. And my brother has more Mexican. Like his hair is like very dark, very thick, like a perfect hairline. Like I think he might sister have- looks Italian. I think she looks like very Italian. Too. She does look, she has Italian features, but she's lighter. Mm. Where I'm somewhere in the middle. Now my brother's darker, but, um, 
Yeah, I'm just so, so when you're, when you, if you're in a place where people speak Spanish, do you always speak Spanish to them? Do you get like, do they look at you like, oh, so Ella, like, right? Oh, shit. Like, ele- elegante. She's speaking <laughs> Spain. Well, you know? Yeah, I get that. Like, oh, you're, you're from Spain. Ah, hola, cerveza. <laughs> and then I get the question is the print, did the prince have a lisp? You know, is that why everyone has a lisp? Is that why everyone has a lisp? Well, no, there's some like myth that like years and years ago, the prince had a lisp and that's why they say like Barcelona. (laughs) Um, That'd be amazing if that was true. I know. It is funny. (laughs) No, yeah, nobody knows I'm Spanish. They don't think that. And then they meet my mom. I mean, one of my very first jokes in stand up was that people would come over and think that my mom was our cleaning lady. Mm. You know, because she just, she's like five feet and, you know, she has a thick accent and, you know, it's just the way it was. You do shows half English and then you do Spanish shows. Yeah, I do more Spanish shows now than I used to. Like in, I used to just do them in Spain and then I've been to like Costa Rica and I've done a couple of festivals there. Mm. But now in New York, it just, you know, before COVID, it really started to feel like more Spanish shows were happening. Which I want to do one of your Spanish shows, but I, I get nervous because I sound too Italian. You should do it for do like a five minute spot or something. Yeah, everybody who does this, this is literally how it goes. People get nervous, they do it, and they are like, "I'm just going to do five minutes. I'm just going to do five minutes," and then they do like eleven minutes, right? Because they're like, "This is fun." You're trying to get you know, them off because nobody cares. Like nobody cares about the accent it's not it's like an open mic it's like going back to open mics but they're in spanish there's a great video of you asking what were you asking what was the word that you were talking about it was like chicken eggs or something and it was the translation was completely wrong oh yeah it was like well their huevos are balls right oh mother hen wasn't it a mother hen mama huevo mama huevo see that's the other problem it's like we don't say mama huevo in spain what do you say I don't know, like boya or, or I don't even know because I grew up there as a child. So my, right. my vocabulary is of a kindergartner, you know? <laughs> Me too, Carmen. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Emma, can you speak any Spanish? No, I can't. But my mom can speak. She can speak conversational Spanish, but it's because she goes back to Guatemala. She, not back. She does go back and forth between Boston and Guatemala, but it's for her weaving business. So she, she stays with the Guatemalan family there. And she like has two children that she like sponsors and then they do their weaving exchanges. So she actually, she can probably speak more than conversational. She can probably speak pretty fluently. Wait, I haven't she's heard a ba- her. Like a basket weaver? Oh no, a Swedish weaver. Like she can't weave baskets. She weaves like, like um, table runners. And then the Guatemalan women weave these, I can show you guys a picture, but she, they weave these like certain type of shirt and it's like a woven fabric. And then she brings them from Guatemala, sells them at craft fairs over here. It's the whole That's thing. Wild. Yeah. yeah she, she's not moving big amounts of product. I mean, it's like a pretty small operation, but. <laughs> pretty small operation. <laughs> Hola. Emma does yeah. an impression of her mom and it's like, Hola, como estas? Like, if, if, you, if you, if I said that you guys spoke Spanish, she'd be very excited because she'd be like, oh, I need to practice. Like, da, 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 da. So that's my impression of her, not someone speaking Spanish, but she, she, w- she will chime in. And I've had to be like, sometimes it feels problematic because. Like the um the woman who works the door at her condo building will speak Spanish sometimes, and my mom will kind of butt in and be like, eh, uh, and start trying to practice with her. And I had to be like, I don't think you can do that. I think it's um, problematic because I don't think she wants to talk to you that much. But because she works at my mom's building, she like then has to. So my mom said she stopped doing it because it's well, yeah, it's annoying. Sometimes people get offended. Like I've seen people try and explain something and I just jump in and I'm like, you know, yo te puedo ayudar, que necesito? And they're like, I can speak English, okay? And I'm like, all right, I was just trying to help. <laughs> right. Yeah. Actually, yesterday yeah. I was buying, I, do, I did Sydney Washington's um, Cooking with Sid. <clears throat> and we were at a grocery store buying all this stuff and I was trying to find breadcrumbs. We couldn't find breadcrumbs. So I went up to one of the women working there. I was like, excuse me. I was like, do you guys have any breadcrumbs? And she just looked at me and she's like, breadcrumbs? And I was like, yeah. She's like, breadcrumbs. And then she walked over to her other employee and she asked in Spanish. She's like, you know, I heard in Spanish say he's looking for something called, and then she said in English, breadcrumbs. 
And then I was like, yeah. And then I just heard her, then I heard her say out loud, she goes, okay, so breadcrumbs. <laughs> and then um, I started speaking Spanish to her. So I, I just, I'm like, oh, breadcrumbs, it's like what you use to like for chicken and this and that. And they both looked at me like, because you flip into Spanish and then they're not expecting it, you know, but then you don't, I'm like, I get it. I look like a, a Mario brother, but you know, I do, I am always surprised. Like if you flip back and forth in English or Spanish, like even when I'm in Italy, cause I look so Italian, I've had Americans come up to me and try and speak to me slowly in Italian to ask mm. me what something is. And then I flip into English and they're like, Oh, whoa. You know? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Mateo yeah, said you have an album. sometimes okay. to do. Sorry. Mateo said you have an album coming out too. Yes. It's called vertically obese. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> I recorded it over the corona right before the pandemic started. So corona was out. It was like end of February. I was at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington. Oh, that's a great room. Yeah, it was really fun. And I remember going like, you know what? The world seems like it's about to fall apart. <laughs> and, um, and they had a really good sound system because they yep. record albums there. So I just asked Jared, the owner, I was like, can, can we hit record? Can, you know, and, he's, and they sent them to me after. That's so, great. So you hadn't pl been planning on recording it for, this was like kind of a spur of the moment decision. I was planning on it, but not like that quickly. I was planning on it maybe in the next few months. Right. And then um, I think we were already like starting to wash our hands a lot more than, you know. Remember we thought that if you just washed your hands to the happy birthday song, everything would be fine. And then our entire economy collapsed. Do you remember? Do you remember when people wore masks and you're like, they're such losers? <laughs> like even six months ago, you'd see them in Times Square and you'd be like, what's their problem? And now it's the reverse. If I'm walking with a mask and someone's not, I'm like, what a loser. Well, and here a lot. I went to Lafayette. I'm in Louisiana because my girlfriend's from here. Here in New Orleans, they're wearing masks. We went to Lafayette. No one was wearing a mask. It was uncanny. Like no one, not one person. I just realized, That's by the insane. way, I'm drinking water from a giant yogurt cup. This is the most. Hey, you do what you gotta do. I've ever done. And by the Whatever. way, it's called Faye yogurt. It's it's spelled fag, <laughs> and then they have <laughs> on the side pronounced Faye. So it's I'm not drinking faggy. I'm drinking fag I'm drinking faggy water. Faggy. Mm. It's the new thing from the mountains of faggot. <laughs> Are you quarantined with your boyfriend? Me? Yeah. I am quarantined. No, I'm quarantined with my parents. I just got down to Virginia. I'm in Virginia. Oh, that's nice. And I've been here five days. So I'll probably go back to New York. But I wanted to see them for see my dad for Father's Day. Yes. And then tomorrow he's turning 80. Mamma and, mia. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, if this gets really bad in the fall and I don't see them for like a really long time, I'll feel really bad. Totally. So, um, so yeah. Good so I for came you. Down. So I'll, I'll be here for a couple of weeks. But then I'm like, I want to go to Spain, but I don't know. I haven't decided. Tienes que venir en España. Yo quiero. I think the flights are pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm going pro to that. Italy. I'm going to Italy and Spain, and I have got my flight, and I hope they let me in. I have to get a coronavirus test tomorrow so that it says that I don't have coronavirus, and then they may uh -huh. not let you in. I had to call the Netherlands because I'm flying from America to Amsterdam first. So I had to call them and I have to fill out a form that explains I don't have coronavirus and then probably get tested in the airport and then make my flight to first Spain and then I'm going to Italy. My sister said that in Spain when you land, they check you, they take your temperature three times, which is no big deal. Right. Just so, so you're ready. Well, and I called the Spanish embassy and they were, I called the Netherlands embassy and they were like, well, here's the information, and we are not quite sure, but we would like to like, give you our website. We'll keep you up to date with exactly... And I called the Spanish embassy, and I had to speak Spanish, and they were clueless. I mean, I might as well have called myself. I mean, they were just like, well, we don't really fucking know, and whatever, and maybe July 1st. Who knows? I'm like, well, this isn't... Where happening. would they have you stay? Yeah. If, you get, if they don't let you out, where would they have you stay? You just stay at the airport? I think you have to quarantine in a hotel, don't you? Oh. I don't know. Wouldn't Mateo, do you remember when you called the consulate and you're like, they don't know anything. Will you call? <laughs> I did. I, I called Carmen. I was like, like um, you're right. <laughs> yeah. What did they say to you? Because when I talked to them, they were, my, they, I literally, my, I thought I like called my mother. Like, I mean, they didn't know anything. I was like, 
What would my mother know about the Spanish embassy? I mean, it might as well have been anybody. He was just like, yeah, we don't know. I'm like, well, July 1st, aren't we allowed to fly? And he's like, probably. I'm like, <laughs> who are you? Am I, am I, where am I calling Target? <laughs> like, where am I calling? Well, I called Delta and they're like, well, we'll let you know. We'll cancel your flight. Like, obviously, if you can't go, I'm like, no one knows. Right. Like, let yeah. me know. Can I go or can't I go? And they're like, well, you call us back. Let a, let a motherfucker know. And you're like, when were you calling the embassy? Was this recently? Like a week ago. A couple ago. weeks ago, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I they forced, should be on it. I forced Carmen to do my dirty work. Well, no, because we wanted to kind of see if we could go at the same time, because that would right. be super fun. But, well, they, uh, wouldn't have let, they wouldn't have let us sit next to each other. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? On the flight, they're only 50% full, which is kind of nice. I'll be like Very first nice. class. I'll be sitting by myself for eight hours. Get I couldn't find emails. anything direct to Barcelona. Did you? No. I yeah. have to go through another country and then into barcelona how long would you stay for carmen if you go i mean if if shit is the way it is now with no comedy i would love to stay for a month i'm gonna stay for a month i have a ticket for a week but like i'll just change it because i yeah. might fly to spain and then i might go to sicily and then i might go to arezzo in rome it's an opportunity to do that because I mean, it it's really only, is. it's the end of, you know, June. I, cause sometimes when I'm, t I forget, I'm like, no, we, July, August, like. And August is dead usually. Right. Yeah. It's the longest. I mean, since you start, it's like something that we never would have gotten to experience if we were just running the show ourselves. So it's kind of an opportunity to get to go do that. Cause I'm, know, so, I'm like, supposed to go to LA and I don't quarantine. want to. Oh, really? Exactly. Yeah. I'm supposed yeah. to go from Louisiana to Boston and then I'm supposed to do a show in Kansas city that I had booked anyway. It's not canceled yet. Not canceled. I mean, they're running, uh -huh. they're doing their shows. They're wow. the comedy club. Of Kansas city is doing them 25% capacity or whatever uh -huh. it is. So that's on the books. And then I was going to go to LA, but I was like, I don't want to go to, I don't really want to go to LA. That's where my apartment is, but I don't want to go. I'd rather go to like, the Bahamas. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people are look either a lot, either half the people we know already left the city during quarantine. So it's like the ones that remained here, you know, like we're itching to get away. I know a lot of people who are just buying tickets to go anywhere. They're like, I'm just going to go to a small house in the Poconos. Like, oh, I'm going to go to Miami. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. And I'm like, yeah, I think I've been in my tiny studio alone since the beginning of March. I'm like, I think it's time I leave how are you guys doing with that i'm gonna turn the light on because it's getting really dark in here oh it doesn't work never mind yeah, i'm not in the my light, house the right light's now. pretty good you look good yeah the light, lighting um, is nice um do you guys get really are you finding that you're getting anxious yeah yeah right i'm i'm having a lot of anxiety but for a lot of reasons i mean obviously like there's citizens unrest and you know i think uh it's frustrating too like watching Black Lives Matter not get the total respect it needs and they should be making more changes and more laws. And I mean, I I was talking about this earlier, but I've been protesting and, you know, doing all that. But, you know, it's it's hard to watch the news and then also look out your window and put the two together because when you're in New York, you're like, this is just so... It's a strange time because we're, we're quarantined and then there's this happening and that happening and this happening and that happening. So you you just kind of wake up full of anxiety and I think yeah. too, New York is a city where it's like you kind of you kind everyone has it has that vibe because you're so close to other people. We're constantly feeling other people's energy, mm. which is that buzz is in New York right now. A lot of people are rightfully so full of anxiety, and yeah, it's it you just wake up like. <clears throat> I had felt like the first the first night where I felt this weird charge of I mean I had felt kind of overwhelmed and but. When I, the other night I did a Zoom comedy show for the, it was a, for a fundraiser and I did it and I did some new stuff and I felt this like electric charge of, I want to go do something else. And that, that was the first time I felt that because this entire time I've been like kind of very much one with not right. doing anything. So it was the first time in months where I felt, and it was the high, I felt like a buzz because I had said, done a new joke and I was like, looking for another spot and i'm so aware of what triggers me because i'm not getting that rush so like i can feel it was so it was like i took a drug and i felt it like the second i went on at the end i did like 10 minutes whatever right when i was done i was like cooking like i was like ooh, where am yeah. i gonna go and i started pacing around and it was probably 8 30 at night 
which in New York would be very early. And I was pacing around and I'm in the middle of Louisiana. Like, I wonder where I can get up. I felt that. And I had to talk myself out of that and be like, no, now you sit and Google and then go to sleep. I I did that in the back of an Uber. I I entertained the Uber driver for 15 minutes and got that buzz. You get a buzz. That was the first Isn't time I've gotten weird? it. Yeah, it's like so weird. Like we get, I get so hyper after sets that I'll come home and John will be like, here you are. You were so hyper. And then suddenly I just crash. Yes, like, yeah. the crash. He'll be like, let's watch Netflix. And then halfway through it, I'm like... By the way, I just want to say, yep. I just want, I just want to preface. I know that a lot of changes happening with Black Rights Matter. I'm just saying, not every, all the needs that need to be met have not been met yet. Of course, so we have to continue to to keep pressing up. That's we, what I meant by that. Constantly, yes, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I agree. I I will get that high. Let, let's say you have four spots in a night. It's the seller. It's Friday, and you're like the hot crowds. You're doing new stuff. Let's say we have a new joke that we're working out all week. Mm. Boom, 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 boom. There's all this energy. You're super hyper, and then in one moment you're just. Well, it's all that hope. You're like, oh, I'm, it's like validating what we're doing because what we're doing yeah. is so crazy. It's so unknown. Like you never know what's going to happen. And when you have a good show, all of a sudden it feels like a cosign. Like, oh, the sacrifice is worth it. I try not to look at it like that in the past couple of years. I've tried to just move away from that extreme, but it's, it's hard not to. But so comics are extreme people. Yeah, that. But totally. then you realize like after show four, like you ever had like seven and you're like, oh, I should have stopped at four. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Know? I don't even know so- what it. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, the most I've ever had, I think, in one night was like six shows. And after the sixth show, you're like, I should have gone home. Have you guys been trying to find other ways to get a rush? Sex? You know, that's mm. funny. But I, uh, I was wondering, this was a weird, because when it first started to happen, I got very, uh, almost like depressed and anxious. And my therapist and I realized together, I don't know what's happening. Is it, I, what is going on? What is behind you? <laughs> is there a mugger? Literally, that, um... like people were just carrying a UFO into your backyard. I <laughs> just time, saw- I'm a... in my friend's house and I think they're in the pool. It was an unidentified so... flying object being carried by- <laughs> Your dad is in the CIA. And this is where they're hiding the aliens. <laughs> I'm in an undisclosed location. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I was like, why am I so anxious? I should just be reading a book. And then we realized that all the things that I was doing, you know, like um, airport trips, and yep. com- it's, it all feels like a big distraction, at least for me, from whatever it is I'm running from. But I mm-hmm. like to run. I like to mm-hmm. get Same. away from all the shit. Same. And then it stops and you're like, oh, I got to think about my what's in my head now. Like, you know, we, that's exactly, you nailed it because it's like, we're used to, for those listening at home, our schedules are Thursday, Sunday, usually in a plane, flying new city, doing early morning radio, you know, getting your jokes together, doing two shows, doing a meet and greet, getting back on a plane, flying back to New York, Monday to Wednesday is like, you know, work at the night. Da, 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 it's like, which is, and then if you're not doing that, you're worried about not doing that. You're like, I'm not doing that. Why am I not doing that? It's so nice knowing what everyone's doing. I love that yes. part of it. I'm like, nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my well, God. Has your FOMO gotten worse in quarantine? Sometimes I'm like, what are people doing now? Am I it's involved? so much better. Now I'm like, <laughs> now I'm so it's the only time it spiked up was when I, I went to this place, Lafayette, where no one was wearing the mask. And I drove by this place and it said, comedy and they were having doing a comedy show thursday and then it was like because i was like people are doing stand-up and that stressed me out but then i was like doesn't matter doesn't matter doesn't matter a few well dl hughley was doing stand-up and then just passed out because he had corona oh yeah wait now it's really dark would you do you guys think it's a bad idea to do that show in july are you guys doing any shows in july I think it's just up to you. I'm doing my next show is in late August. I trust the club owner in Kansas City because I know the guy. Mm -hmm. Like, and I know the club. It's really like high ceilings, so I that makes me feel a little more comfortable. Right. Well, that looks great. Good. No, it's good. I'm like, Look at this is so bright. I feel so scared and naked in here. (laughs) Where's your Where's your boyfriend quarantining? It. Where's John at? He's with his family up in Connecticut, and I was just there. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, I wanted to see my, my family. Right. So, but we'll probably go to Queens eventually at some point. I just, hung, I just, I've been starting to see people now. So like yeah. I saw Sydney and Marie yesterday. That's nice. I'm not with Val today. Val, who oh, that's great. Manager. Oh. How is and she? She's doing great. We had she a great at the walk. She's so nice. Yeah, she's she's the awesome. Best. And then um, I'm seeing Joyelle on Thursday. We're going to do like a nice little walk. And um, See, that's was, nice that you're in New York for that. Like that's really, that is yeah. a really nice thing. Because then you get to get together with people. You know, you have friends around. 
I think we're all starting you... to feel safe to do it now, you know? Right. How long have you not been in New York? Emma? So I was there when the Corona started, like the murmurs of it were happening. I was in Vegas. I was the seller in Vegas. And then I was supposed to come to, mm. I went from Vegas to New York. But by the time I came to New York, it was like, it was weird. It was a little weird to be out. Like the, I think that the, the Friday or so, is either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night that we went on lockdown. I left the morning that New York went on lockdown. So it was like, and I remember I was like so nervous. I had to cancel a couple spots and I was like, oh God. And then it went on lockdown. And then I, I left New York, left New York, went to LA. And then when that locked down, that's when my girlfriend wanted to come to Louisiana. So I've been here for like two months, I guess. That's great though. It is really nice. I'm like, I'm like waving at the neighbor's. You know, they walk their dog. I'm walking the dog with take out the trash. I'm like, I'm hamming it up in the neighborhood. I want to get that um, antibodies test because I feel like there was a certain point in um, March, early, early March, where I felt really tired, but it was like weird tired. And, I've been feeling exhausted. Uh, I fully all the time. had it. Mateo did. Uh, oh, you did have it. Yeah, girl. I think everyone in New York had it. I mean, yeah. Just- Everyone. I, I got tested. I thought I had it. I thought I had it in January. January. Yeah, uh-huh. I thought I had it in January because I was never been sicker in my life. Like in bed, tired all the time. But then I got tested. The antibody test, they said I never had it. So they could be, it could be off though. Yeah, the yeah. antibody test, sometimes you have to take it a couple times because it's not always right. Just throwing that out there. They shove it up your nose. When you I'm get really? it. Really? I thought it was a blood test. No, the antibody test is a blood test. Oh, the, I didn't COVID, get that the COVID test oh. is up your nose, which I'm getting tomorrow. Joy, um, uh, to go to Spain. Actually, I have a question about Spain, Carmen. I'm going to go back to España for a second. What's the biggest See. differences between American culture and Spanish culture mm. that you've noticed? The biggest differences? Oh, my God. I don't even live there anymore. I think it's... um. You know, you know what people say is different is uh, our girls. They'll be like, oh, I love, they'll be like, I love American women. They are so open. Really? I would think they would yeah. love not American women. And then we go to Spain and like cookie commercials have like topless women. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's just like Italy. Wait, Carmen, go like this because your microphone's going in your oh. hair a little bit. Okay. No, it's the same thing in Italy. The Italian men all say the same thing. They love American women. Really? They, yeah. they say that because Italian women are very, um, how should I put it? They don't put like, up. Prissy? Like, no, they're like strict with the men. Like men. I mm. think that's shocking. I would think they would like Italian and women from Spain. Well, I mean, they, they do, but I think it's just, they like anything, you know, you like anything different. Anything different. Do you ever go yeah. and like purposely have an accent? Like I remember in my 20s when I went clubbing with my cousins and stuff, I would be like, um, hola, si, por favor. And then someone would be like, oh, de donde eres? Where are you from? And I was like, soy de Nueva York. You know what I mean? It was like such a good way to like flirt. Hit on men. I've never, no, well, I already have an accent in Italian because it's like part Sicilian and part Chicago. So my accent's like a minute into conversations. They'll be like, where are you from? Yeah. They'll be like, what is going on? And I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm like, I forgot how to say spoon once. So I asked them to pass the thing that picks up the soup. The ladle? Happens. Yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, the, the cucchiaio. And I was like, yeah. yeah the soup picker up or I forgot how People to People love soup. those kind of mistakes, though. They find them charming. Yeah. Well, we just had my friend Trana Wintour on. She's French-Canadian. And she was saying how that the French typically don't enjoy that. But the Spanish and Italians do, I think. And most people in Europe say the Spanish are the nicest people in Europe. Yeah, I think they're pretty nice, but I've never been to Italy, so I can't say. How you've never been to Italy? I know. I really need to go. It's like a more intense Spain. If I could go somewhere for the quarantine that was I'd want to go to the, like Greece cuz that's where I've or Greece or like oh, Thailand yeah. and just like Greece. I just want to go sit in a beach. Yeah. On an island where yes. it's probably harder to get. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. I mean, cuz if I come back here, I was my girlfriend's parents buy houses and fix them up. So I was like, maybe I'll like try to, because I always had bad credit. My credit just became good. And I was like, maybe I'll try to get a little house here and start fixing it up. And I actually put a bid, I actually put an offer in on a place. I got rejected though. Emma, you are such a, like, that's so cool. Man. Like, I was like, like, I was like I out know, scouting places. Property. But the re, I mean, but it, I mean, I'm talking 
like fixer upper, but I was doing it because my, I hear my girlfriend's parents, they're talking about this and that and the renters. And so I started being like, what are they talking about? So then I started poking around on my own, going, looking at places with the real estate agent. She has no idea that I'm a fucking shit show. So it was, (laughs) and she was like, what do you do for work? I'm like, I'm unemployed right now. I'm on, it's complicated. But I got rejected. She's like, well, that doesn't sound trustworthy. But I was thinking. (laughs) You're unemployed and it's complicated. Yeah, let's go look at houses. And my credit (sighs) was always so. Do you guys have good credit? My credit was always bad credit for years. Mine's good because it was drilled into me to not like to always pay my bills. Right. Because I didn't for like 10 years in college. I didn't pay this like a couple. I didn't pay a couple bills. And then now I've been building it back up. So now it's just, now my credit's good, but you should, you should get a house. I was a couple yeah, weeks off it, my credit card payment this month. That's uh-huh. fine. I'm talking years of me not paying this. These oh. couple bills. I mean, I didn't pay this one bill. It was like a $200 thing. I just for, didn't, I thought I closed the account or something for 10 years. So it was just like red. So that type of stuff. Wow. But, isn't real estate so much cheaper though, outside of Manhattan? Like you could just buy got, a mansion. That's what yeah. got me started in it. Cause I was yeah. like, wait a minute, what? Especially for a fixer upper house. Then that you sounds can, fun. I know that's what I was do, thinking. Do you guys think a lot of people are just going to just move out of New York after this? Like, I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, I'm done. I don't need to put up with this. I, cause a lot of people went home and they were like, Oh, I like a yard. I like space. I like, Good. I hope I they like all that. leave. That would be amazing. I hope all the really bad comics leave. Oh, <laughs> I do too. I've been thinking about that. Totally. Free you know, up some space. Did you ever, did you ever yeah. at some point during quarantine go, well, that was a good run. Like it was, it was never coming back. And then my brain was like, wait a second. It'll come right. back. Yes. And also trying to picture about how to do it in a way where I f- like feel better too. Yeah. You didn't have that moment, Mateo? Where I thought it was a good run and I was done with comedy forever? No, I thought I would always go back. Yeah. I didn't think that was going to be done. I do miss, right now, I miss singing more than comedy. Really? It's my monthly show at Joe's Pub. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know if I feel particularly funny. Although I'm trying to write a joke right now about... Um, this, did I talk about the, this already, Emma, about the statues falling? No, but I actually saw people trying to take, make a statue fall in Lafayette, and it was amazing. Well, they're, they're knocking out all these statues, and the Italians, the, the Italian oh, yeah. community is, like, split in half. Did I tell you this already? You told Where, me, but not the joke. Me. Oh, I think it's I talked about this last week. Well, the joke I want to say is that, like, Italians, like, we can't erase history. Don't take down Columbus. That's Italian Heritage Day. And I'm like, Italians get angry, like, blood-boiling, furious if somebody eats at the Olive Garden and not mm-hmm. their nonna's pasta. But they're fine with the murder of millions of indigenous people. Also, replace the statue with literally anything Italians could be proud of. Sophia Loren, a spoon, Chef Boyardee, like, anything. Totally. Yeah. Sophia Loren would be great. Yeah, people, people, there'd be a lot of visitors to that statue. They were trying to take down a statue, and it was like, so, it was like so many cops, and then all these young kids, and I didn't know what the gathering was. And then I went over there, and I was eating gelato, and then I like kind of put it away to like be part of the protest. Where do you put gelato? I, it's dripping. I, I ate it. <laughs> I ate it really quick, and then put it near the thing near a trash can. And I was like, actually, we can't just walk by. Like, we have to go be a part of this protest. So we like stood there and we're like, you know, take it down. I want to go be in a po- protest. I haven't done one yet. This you was should. great. I find that the protests are, you know, it's not like a social event in the terms of like, it's not fun in the sense that it's not fun. Like we're going to go out, go drinking. It's very moving. And you're seeing all walks of life that are directly affected by police brutality, mm. you know, and you're seeing a lot of black people who are, are uh, visually upset and they should be and it's the kind of energy as you're as you're marching you know you're you do you do feel it very to be very moving because Mm. you're we've been quarantined we've been stuck in our homes and you're walking through the streets and you're like the streets are finally alive with Mm. something that's hopefully bringing us as a society to a better place you know, are people it's, like emotional or people crying or anything? Not crying. I think everyone. I I think everyone's just there because we're all collectively trying to. Um, I think we're all collectively trying to make the world a better 
place. And I think some people don't know how to do that. And protests allow you to gather the other people who are like-minded, right. you know? So um, you're getting all different walks of life. People who their first protest, yeah. people who've been protesting every single day for a month now, people who families, uh, members you, have been you, lost by. You feel like they're pretty calm, right? Like you have Everyone's been, calm. Yeah. I've, the, people have been, so, that's one thing. People are so nice i mean like yeah. we're, we're all protesting we're all marching and i was uh we were protesting and some girl dropped her i think it was like a like some, like a scarf or something you know oh here you go oh my god thank you so much you're welcome right. people are running around i've got water who needs water we've got water does anybody need a granola bar does anybody need that you know people who are uh city mds or work you know they they put signs that says i'm a doctor if you need help if you feel faint please come to me you know mm-hmm. i mean it was like people really really organized more than just to march people who had services who could help and do something. i mean it was That's it, nice. it's, a, it's amazing to see people come together like that yeah yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I want to do one. I, I'm sure they're going to be around for a while. Are they still yeah. happening in New York? Oh, yes, 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 Good. yes. And you can follow, I think it's the George Floyd, hold up a second, because they're trying to erase, they're trying to make it so you can't follow. New Orleans, I think they're still having, but I was there the other day and like there was, I couldn't find anything. And then Lafayette you, was very small. If, if you follow on Instagram, Justice for George, uh, NYC, oh. they give every single day a list of where you can go, where you can meet, where you can donate, mm. uh, the times. Okay. If you live in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Bronx, whatever, Queens, they'll have all the, the um, you'll see today it says, okay, so uh, March for Black Life, Washington Square Park, 3 p.m., you know, That's posted great. eight hours ago. So it's the best way to see what's happening. And they post they post daily and there's other places you can go and find it, but they're, I think some places are trying not to post it. I don't know why, not like the protesters. I think that people are trying to block so people don't protest. So mm-hmm. there's certain places you can go to on Instagram that gives you all the information. Have you seen a lot of businesses shutting down in New York? Everywhere around me, they're boarded up still. They're starting to unboard themselves, but yeah, I, I've seen a few places like shut down, like empty, you know, have you seen places with like crash in windows? No, I mean, I, I mean, places boarded up just because they were taking safety precautions. Right. So, um, I went to I went down to I was in the village the other day, and I went to my favorite pizzeria, Ribalta, and I stood outside and had had my favorite pizza. Oh, that's so yeah. nice. That was nice, and they're, so I was, nice. they're starting to be able to eat outside. So now you can walk around and. People are eating outside at Thai restaurants, breakfast places. So things are starting to feel more normal. I mean, they have to, or it's just going to get worse. You know, the economy, we have to stop closing things down at some point. Yep. People will be I mean, testing is readily available. Go to a city MD, um, get your antibody test, COVID test, wear a mask. Right. Yeah. And some places that don't, I feel like I'm being so political. I'm really sorry. People come here to laugh, but like, it's just (laughs) our, it's just our existence. Um, Yeah. I, I wore my mask today, but then I also was eating a cookie. So it's like I'm eating it, then pulling down, eating cookie, put it back up, pull it down, eat it, cookie, pull it back up. I'm like, I look ridiculous. You gotta do what you gotta do. Isn't it weird though now too? Like now I wore a mask the other day, like one of those cheap surgical masks. And I'm like, oh, I gotta get something cool. Yeah, I gotta, yeah. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> step it up. I get, you're like looking at the Louis Vuitton one. You're yes. like, oh, they didn't. What kind of, what, what is, what kind of stuff do you talk about on the album that's coming out? Um, oh God, everything. A lot of Jesus stuff. Jesus? A lot of Jesus. Get into it. We want to hear what it. Jesus. Yeah, I talked. Well, I grew up, my parents are pretty Catholic very sort of and uh but i just you know what i had a lot of jesus jokes and uh same i'm very interested go on i'm interested because because um you know i didn't really expect this to be an album right so i just kind of just ranted about a lot of things i mean were jokes but i was like oh do you believe in ghosts and this lady was like oh my god the other day one touched my hair and i'm like how do you know it wasn't a roach you're crazy (laughs) like all that kind of weird shit is on there and then I told the story about queefing on a plane that is now on there. <laughs> you know, so there's there's a lot of my favorite. Queefing jokes, is a fart also, that comes out of your vagina. Yes. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, that's good. Thanks for explaining. Absolutely. How um, do people not know what a queef is? I, I was I was Some running people, through it in my head. I had to identify it. In my head. I knew what it was. You can but I had see to, them in the audience, though. You, like, you can ah. see them look at each other like, "What's a queef?" Right. Right. 
The thing I love about your your jokes, Carmen, is that you are one a great joke writer, but I love that you allow yourself to just step into weird spaces sometimes, like <laughs> in comedy. Like you have jokes that aren't just like set up punchline, set up punchline. Like you go into weird areas, you allow people to sort of explore, which I think is a great quality. And you move I think- your body well. Thank yes, you. I you do. do. I always yeah, that you was do. one of the the biggest critiques I got when I started was really? like, move your body. You're very stiff. It's, yeah. Well, you're so, you're so tall. So the way that you, that you move your body, like the, it goes with your jokes. I've been really trying to pay attention to how people move and pause in the past like year and a half. That's when I started noticing, I was like, Andrew Schultz is a really good pauser. And when my girlfriend met him, I had told her, I was like, oh, I had before, I was like, he, that guy's a good pauser. Is that just for laughs? And she met him. She was like, Emma says you're a really good pauser. And I was like, ooh, I hope he knows. He knows what that means. And then means. he took it as a comment. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget. Maybe she didn't say She was like, oh, Emma said that you're like quiet really well or something where I was like, I, she meant that you're a good pause. He, he, like Your timing is good. Very yeah. good timing pause. is good. He really I, ju- I didn't start walking back and forth on stage until I, I was opening for Aziz last year. And these, these giant stages. And I right. would see him walk or Phil Hanley walk or Will Sylvins walk or Aziz walk. And I thought, I should start walking. So I just forced myself to start walking. Mm. And now, yeah. well, I don't know now. I don't even know how to do comedy now. But now I love that pace. Mm. I love marching back and forth. And I'm always doing this with my hands. So I'm like, I'm yeah. a little like Joan Riversy, where I'm like, you know, talking walking marching talking doing this it's fun i it used to pace good yeah i don't pace anymore i used to pace and i stopped pacing do you pace carmen you don't i don't really pace i think it's a lot of stuff is in my face like i make yeah. a lot of facial expressions um i think i just when i when i first started comedy i was so scared mm. that i was just very stiff and i think part of me just became that way now i'm just very still but i try to move too and i try you to move make, your arms you know, yeah i do so you talk about being tall a lot on stage but i'm curious because i am five nine and emma's five four five four yeah i'm five. like yeah, pushing it to say that like how you're six feet like, tall Yes. So wh- when did you get to six? Uh, this is, uh, forgive me if I'm asking ignorant questions, but I'm only talking about it because you talk about it in your act. So I'm curious, no, like, it's okay. life as a tall woman, like what, you know, what is that like? Well, it, I was always tall. It was always in elementary school. It was like line up shortest to tallest. And I was always in the back with boys and boys mm. had cooties. So I was really scared to be, not scared, but just like, kind of like, don't talk to me, your boy. Did, pe- um, did people make fun of you at all for being so tall? I mean, I had, oh, like, guys flirt that way. They'll be like, hey, stretch. Right. Know? What? Or, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you know how people get cackled on the streets, like construction workers are right. like, hey, girl. I always get like, hey, you tall glass of water. Yeah, let me show, let me show you some girl. Tall girl, you so tall. You know. <laughs> um, but in high school, yeah. Like, I mean, I've heard Big Bird, you know, giraffe. I mean, you get all of them. But some of them are... If it's a guy you like, you know, it's always cute. You right. Know? Right. Um, I just got faggot. <laughs> <laughs> was there one guy, was there someone that would really say that to you? Yeah, of course. That's awful. That's crazy. You hear crazy things. So I remember one guy was like, I remember I was um, in a bar or something. This was like early, I was in my early 20s. And he said something like, she's cute, but she's too tall. Mm. And then and it just, you just go inside and just go, oh. Mm, yeah. And it sticks with you. You're like, I don't care if I'm cute. I'm too tall. I'm right. too tall. And it just fucks with your head. But it's great for comedy because it yeah. it's like, you're very attractive. You're a very good joke writer. But if you're tall, people, you know, in comedy, you do anything to get remembered. You're like, right. please yeah. remember me. Right. So you're tall. People remember. Right. Yeah, and also, you know, for clothes, for eating, it's fun. You can eat a lot. Oh, um, yeah, that's nice. You know, you really got a lot of room to stretch out. out. You got to get the food down to your feet and right. back. You know? Right, right. That's um, a luxury. That's a luxury. So, it is. And then if you skip a meal, though, you look like you, you have, like, leukemia. That sounds great. Just, like I remember, sometimes I've I've skipped lunch and I'm like, oh, I gotta eat. Ah, oh, that sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah, eating a ton. That Are you working great. out during quarantine? I'm doing now. I'm doing yoga. 
I've been bike riding out here because there's a lot of trails nice. in Virginia. Mateo um, got rollerblades. Nice. I got rollerblades, baby. I'm doing it with the rollerblades. Can I just tell you, I was so jealous of all the rollerbladers. I'm like 6'5 with those on. And wow. I almost ate it once, like really. And I was like, I'm never wearing these again. It is so hard to stop on those things. When you're a tower, it's awful. <laughs> you're a tower. Nicole Byer is, she bought rollerblades and she inspired me to buy mine. Because I used to play hockey and rollerblade when I was little. So she got hers and she, she literally, I texted her one day just a picture of me rollerblading. And she literally wrote back, she was, how do you move forward? <laughs> That's hard. You have to push back, right? You're just like kind of, you're almost like you have to think like push to the side. Yeah. It's not about going forward. It's like push, right. You're just pushing your legs out left and right. That's how I I do it. Like I like ice skating because you can like stop on the side. You could do that with blades. Really? I feel like that thing's in the front Mm. and then I feel like I'm going to fall. You you do the same thing. You basically, when I stop, I go like this and then you just kind of like go to the side like that. You basically put yourself in a mini circle. But sometimes I you're going that way, fast, you can't stop. It's I can't. I, I just feel like I'm going to fall on an old lady. It's too tall. It's too high up there. This woman was skating and she <laughs> fell on me and I'll never forget it. <laughs> I thought you sound like Jessica when you do that. Hello, I sound like I'm uh, 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 Oh, she sound. I can't. I keep trying to do her Vivian voice that I, 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 I cannot. That sounds like it. Jessica's. Uh, yeah. Um, I do. Mine's more like Catherine Hepburn. Like I'll never forget the time. You know. <laughs> have you been writing during quarantine? Have you been able to? Write yeah. Have you wrote any jokes? Um, I wrote. I wrote ideas. They don't sound funny. All the jokes that I've written are like just like suddenly something happens. Mm. You know, like uh, I don't know. My mask fell on a dog. Something like immediate right. and current eventish. But to write something like. One time when I was a kid, it just doesn't feel organic. <laughs> no, nothing feels organic right now. And it's like, I, I mean, I'm dying to get on stage and do the joke about my friend Nick going into quarantine, which I've told him this. He was really upset about Dunkin' Donuts being closed because that's how he has his breakfast, iced coffee. Sure. So I said, I'll teach you how to make iced coffee. And his response was, who do I look like? Laura Ingalls Wilder. <laughs> so he refused. I, is that I'm, how he talks? Uh, yes. yes Nick actually. talks exactly oh, like I this. I love it. He's yeah. very tall, too. He's like 6'3 oh. or 6'4. Yeah, he's very tall. He probably hates rollerblading, too. He, I wouldn't trust him with a plant. He can barely open yeah. a door. But he, like... All my friends are tall. Actually, Bob is tall. Nick is tall. Alfredo is tall. Monet's pretty tall, too. I think Monet must be like 5'10". Was, your ex- was Kike tall? He's pretty tall. Kike's almost exactly my height, a little tall. He's 5'10". He looked a lot taller than you, I thought. Uh, Maybe he's he probably bigger. stands better than I do. When yeah, I'm a, tiny. At, when you get mad at Kike, do you go, Enrique! <laughs> Carlos Enrique Contreras Alba. He's one of those like Venezuelan Spanish names where it's like he has 17 different names. They do that oh, so my- then, then you, by the time you finish saying his name, you're not as mad anymore because you're just tired from <laughs> saying all of them. So you're like, ah, forget it. Fuck it. Whatever I meant. What were you going to say, Carmen? My uh, name is Maria del Carmen. You Maria, Maria del Carmen. Carmen? Maria del Carmen. That's yes. beautiful. Which is like, no one, one time a guy called me because I, I uh, told, this was like, again, I think I was in high school or something and some guy called me and I told him my name was Maria del Carmen and he's like, is Maria del Carmen there? And I was like, my dad's like, um, some guy's looking for Maria del Carmen. <laughs> Sounds like a, it sounds like a boutique store. That's what I was like, where did you get that beautiful. scarf from? Why, Maria, Maria. del Carmen. You it know. Was, it was they a, had a sale at Maria del Carmen. Or it it's like, like a, a famous sh- actress, actually, I think. Uh, yeah, Maria del Carmen. And the award, please, welcome, um, <laughs> welcome award. to the stage, Maria del Carmen. <laughs> Are you going to put your album out? Are you going to do little like videos with it too? Or is it all audio? I'm gonna. Well, it comes out tomorrow, Woo! which I don't know if that even means anything on this. Yes. So what day oh, is well, today? This comes out Thursday. Thursday. So okay, it came so out. It came out Tuesday, June twenty third. Work. And the last track on it is actually Spanish. So I, I put the album from the Comedy Attic, 
And then when the, the applause, thank you, good night, I make the applause blend into like a Spanish chunk. As oh, like nice. a bonus. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so I'm going to be volunteering soon to teach um, our, just basically spend time with um, undocumented uh, kids who are sort of in this in-between and they maybe That's not great. have families and stuff. That's but awesome. Ev- but, the, <laughs> but everyone speaks Spanish. And so I'm, I'm sort of back and forth with the events coordinator at this place. And I said, I speak Spanish and I used to teach art class. Like I, I literally could just bring paper and crayons and just spend hours like drawing with the kids and let them sort of take their minds off things. But, um, I am getting nervous because my Spanish is so Italian that Felicia Torres, Evan Williams wife is now spending like an hour and a half on the day with me every single day, giving me Spanish lessons. Oh, wow. Really trying to get good at Spanish. And I'm watching these like shit videos on YouTube of like simple Spanish conversations. And it's always (laughs) same shit. It's like, Hola, you know, (laughs) You know what you could watch that is really helping me? Because sometimes I feel like I just have such like elementary school Spanish is Money Heist on Netflix. Money Heist? Yeah, it's uh, La La Casa de Papel. It's from Madrid. Yeah, like I'm not giving anything away, but they rob a bit where they make the money, the printing house in Madrid. I think I saw Money Heist. They've got it in English too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's so weird. Once you watch it in Spanish, like every once in a while, the the language flips, and to see like a Spanish actor be like, "Well, okay, you know what I mean." <laughs> like it just looks so weird. Yeah, maybe I should watch that. I need to start listening to more something fast Spanish paced. music. Yeah, I might listen to Laura Pausini just to like listen to something Spanish. I don't know, and she's Italian. I'll be excited to listen to your album. Does, does Sirius XM play Spanish comedy too? I don't know if they're going to play that part because they are playing it this week. They should have um, a Spanish channel, a Spanish comedy channel. I should channel. ask them. They should yeah. start Yeah. One. You should actually promote. Are you ever going to do a Spanish album? Now you're a Christina Aguilera. Yeah, are you going to yeah. do a Spanish album? <laughs> I want to, yeah. I mean, it's weird. Like when I talk to my comedy friends in Spain, I'm like, do you guys have albums? They're like, we don't really do that that much. Huh. Maybe, so, is it because the scene is newer so they haven't like been exploring as many ways to get stuff out there? I guess, or they don't have like a big serious of their own. Right, 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 you right. You know, I don't know. Mm. But I'm like, do you sell merch? They're like, no. <laughs> that's so American. That's like super American. Yeah. That's super, yeah. I, my, um, my Italian comic friends, because I've done Italian comedy in Italy uh they they're they're, they seem to be a little more ahead of the game like they're really putting in a real effort to like make it happen and like doing rye like the radio in the morning and like a netflix special and like they're they're doing they're like the italian comedy scene is really turning it around like it's starting to really happen and is the is the heart of italian comedy the capital of italy is it like rome is the hottest spot it's it's Rome and in Milan. So mm. I think my friends are based in my friend Giulio, who's sort of like does a lot of this stuff. He's based in uh, Milano, but they're doing a lot of it in Rome. Like when I went to Rome, I was doing a lot of shows there. But it depends. Like as an American, like I went to Rome and I had to do it in Italian. In Milan, they wanted to hear English. So I would yeah. do half Italian, half English to sort of get them going then i fucked up on my joke about starbucks because i couldn't they don't have starbucks in italy and i was i thought that my joke would translate and it clearly didn't and it was really embarrassing and then i was just it was my yeah the worst is when I, i've gone to spain and i've done a joke that like murders here in america and then it's like crickets and i'm like no you guys Wait are a minute. Dumb. <laughs> you're wrong <laughs> this is really funny what's your problem this is you're like huh have you ever said I've done that on TV? Like, oh, because okay, I, 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 I've done that on TV. I, I know it works. The, the best, the most fun, but scary thing to do, it happened to me, I think, right before, um, I think it was before Letterman. I did my five minutes at Gotham, and they were just horrible. No. And I was like, well, that's going to be on TV tomorrow. Right. So, bye. <laughs> I've seen that happen so many times to people running yeah. late night sets. I've seen that where they're like, okay, well... Great. Thanks a lot, guys, because I'm about to do that on TV. There's something when you're running a five-minute set where it's very hard to be in the moment with the audience when you're thinking about running it for late night. 
totally. You know, it feels yeah. like, and you feel it's like, like it they takes can you tell. out of the moment. Yeah, of course, because you're like going up and like, it, it feels like you're reading a script. Yeah. Right. Yep. I remember Monroe Martin once kind of yelled at me and he was right. I was practicing for maybe Seth and I went up on stage and did it. And I was like, I don't know what's missing. He's like, it literally looked like you were reading a script. He's like, it's like you were, su- your life was sucked out of it. He's huh. like, you have to remember you wrote these jokes. You used to love them at one point. Right. So fucking yeah. love them again. Right. And I'll never forget that. I was like, okay, Monroe was like a thousand percent right. Yeah, like, that is true. At one yeah. point I loved these jokes. So right. I should love them now. Right. But then the energy from like the late night audience, it gets you right back in when you need, you know? Right. You just did Fallon, right? I did Fallon in January. Work. It was great. And I saw you rehearsing it and you were nervous. I remember you were with... um, Oh my God. uh, uh, Michael Cox. Michael, thank you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I... was like, it's fine. I was worried because I can't remember what line it was, but there was one thing and i'm like what if they don't get it because mm. it's dark you, I know, remember, you never know i was supposed to so michael asked me to send him a tape and i was like sure and i wasn't even thinking about it and i did my whole food network rachel ray bit and he was like mateo you can't be using all these like branded names like you can't right. like food network shows and stuff like what are you doing and i was like oh yeah you're right so after your set he's like all right i'll just watch your 15 minutes i was like great and i went up and just like went in on Jesus and went in on, and then I got off stage and I was like, yeah, I was like, um, I don't think you can keep that either. He's like, no. And I was like, I'm not going to do Fallon. He just started Did you get nervous? Did you get nervous because he was there and so you switched what you were going to do? No. The week before I was doing some show on Quibi and I had to wear his shirt because my shirt has stripes in it so they couldn't wear it. So yeah. I literally wore his shirt. I'm, and I'm not like, like, I never get, I guess I just don't get, he's also like normal and nice. He's not like, yeah, like, he's like, very cool. And you see him around. Yeah. yeah. He's not like in a zoot suit walking around yeah. with a cigar being like, you're a star and right. you'll never make anything, <laughs> you know? So I can be honest with him and be like, I, oh, I can't call Jesus that. Okay, fine. All right. The last yeah. time I saw him was at Gotham and he was there with someone else and he had said to send him a set and then I didn't, hadn't sent him anything yet. So when I saw him, I was like, uh, just, I haven't sent the set because he's like, it's okay. I'm like, you can send it whenever you want. Like, I'm not, it's not, you can send, send the set. And I was like, okay, well, like, I just want you to know that I, the reason I hadn't was I was, I was working on something and he was like, sure. You know, it's all really, it's all good. And I was like, okay, well, just, yeah. you know, I wasn't just d- dicking around totally. You know, I, he was like, great. He was then, like, you're a star, darling. Let me tell you something, kid. John Crawford never made it with that attitude and you're not going to make it either. Yeah. I told him before I went on to, I was like, just, you know, I, this wouldn't be the stuff that I would be submitting. This is um, something else. Cause I was in Maine doing something. So, and he was like, okay. And then when I got off, I, I had a good set and I was like, I asked if he watched it. And he was like, you, you told me to basically not watch you. And I was like, did I say that? He was like, yes, you said you made it. It seemed like it was uncomfortable having me here. So I, I didn't watch, but I thought that was really cool of him to be Remember so when, good when I did about it. When I did Seth Meyers, the booker for Seth Meyers is Barbara Streisand's manager's, um, niece i believe that's cool and streisand was performing the same day as my show at fallon so literally as i was on stage singing barbara was a floor underneath <gasps> me singing oh my God. so in my oh, mind you sang a duet. a duet oh i love that you did. and which is close because i did sing with mariah carey in that elevator we sang always be my baby together isn't that crazy and did you take i remember this story but did you take a photo or no was it yeah oh yeah oh oh you did it was like i'm not getting out of this elevator without a picture yeah she let me hug her i got to give mariah carey a hug it was cool oh god i feel bad for all the things i said about her but um (laughs) my girlfriend's friends with her or she or no i've met him too her makeup artist it's either her makeup artist or is it her hairdresser makeup artist makeup artist but chloe hillard's friends with her hairdresser it's weird how those things happen. Like I know Fallon's dental hygienist because she works where I get my teeth done, and uh, and she's like, and I was I just happened to be at the dentist like three days before, and she walked and she's like, you have to tell Jimmy I said hi, and I said her name. I was like, so and so says hi, and he was like, oh, and I got a hug, and I'm like, I got a hug because I know because- dental hygienist. <laughs> Well, I'm sure he's very thin. He's got nice teeth. I'm sure he's very yes. thankful for a dental hygienist. Oh, and we go to the same chiropractor. Oh, Dr. yeah, we Will. do. Oh, I miss Dr. that guy. Will. 
I love oh, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing a new chiropractor requested by Yamanika, who has requested. She got him when she was on NBC. So mm. who knows who he knows? But I'm going tomorrow at 8:30 in the morning. Oh, that's not, that's gonna feel so fucking good. It I feels went, amazing. Emma, I feeling. get so scared though because really? he really goes. I know. I like, went and did it the cracks. other day. And I he they didn't do it like he did it. Oh, he wasn't there. No, I went to some place in Louisiana, oh, you went else. and they didn't yeah, do it like that. Right. Doctor Will. He's really good. And he'll be like, so how you doing? And then he twists your neck the other way. And you're yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I think, like, okay. Oh, this feels right. He surprises um, you. He's well, really good. Yeah. We've gotten to that point. We have to end yes. the show. When and- can people, where can people find you online and find all your stuff? Everything is at Carmen Comedian on social media at Carmen Comedian. I have a podcast with my boyfriend, John, called The Human Centipod. Hey, that's a good name. That's, that's everywhere name. on iTunes and everything. And then the album comes out or came out Tuesday, June 23rd for pre sales, out everywhere July 7th, vertically obese. Awesome. Can't wait. Thank you, Carmen. I love Thank you, you guys. That love was so too. fun.